artificial intelligence. It's a buzzword of today. That's what Chet and Gary discuss in today's podcast. Let's go! Good morning, Chet, and how are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. Well, it's artificial intelligence. It's in the news. It's wherever wherever we look. Something's always popping up about artificial intelligence. So what's your take on this, Chet? Well, to tell you the truth, I went out and altered the signature for my email on my iPhone. It says, uh, when I grow up, I want to be artificially intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll take any kind of intelligence, Any right? kind of intelligence. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but it, it, there's a lot going on with this whole thing about artificial intelligence. And uh, a lot of it, in my mind, is kind of R&D research type stuff that's happening. And you hear all this stuff about chat GPT and GPT version 4 and 4 point something else that's coming out that uh, is even smarter. Um and uh, you're also hearing some people voicing concerns that we may be moving too fast with this stuff. And it's kind of interesting that uh, to try to understand, I guess, what the concern is with some of this is you have to understand what that applications that ChatGPT is actually doing. And this is something that, uh, without getting terribly technical, uh, is something that uh, I'm not sure that most people can understand. But it basically is dealing with what they call a large language model. And it understands English. Um, And I assume that uh, some of the other languages also because it can do translation. But it's really not terribly sophisticated in what it's doing internally. It appears on the surface what it can produce is pretty darn impressive. But it also, uh, in most cases, those systems are not trained with current information in them. So uh, when you look at ChatGPT, for example, they tell you that it's only trained uh, through about the uh, summer of 2021. Anything that's happened after that, it doesn't know anything about. So wherever it's pulling its information from, that's as current as it That's as current as it was, yeah. Okay. And the reason for this is that these kind of systems are not programmed. They're taught. They're taught by example. So one of the examples that was given to the chat GPT stuff was to basically go out and read all the web pages. Well, that's a pretty horrendous task and took quite a bit of time, and that's why it's not up in current. But the other side of that is there is some stuff going on that is beneficial, and I think this is stuff that we need to pay attention to. And that is the fact that Microsoft got together with a company called OpenAI and is involved very heavily with OpenAI. As I understand it, their last thing was to commit $10 billion in investments to OpenAI to have artificial intelligence in the Echo uh, browser that they use and in Bing search engine that they use. And then, of course, Google uh, said, well, they've been working on something in the back room, too, and they announced it, and it's BARD, B-A-R-D. And uh, they talk about the fact that they've got a significant investment in BARD, and they've been working on this and training it and the same kind of development going on. 
And the idea is to get software that understands a general English language statement or a natural language statement made to it, and then can go out and do the research that as a human you would have to spend considerable time doing. And I'll give you an example of this in a second. But then once they've done that research, to come back and report that to you in a form that you can understand. And you see a lot of people talk about the fact, well, I, uh, I went out to uh, chat GPT just to experiment with it, and I asked it to uh, write a paper for me that was uh, 500 words long on how we mine lithium mm -hmm. and do it at the fifth grade level. And so the, the wording and the sentence structure and everything is targeted at fifth grade level. And it actually can do those kind of things. And it's, like I said, very impressive when it does it. But I thought even more impressive, though, was what I did over the weekend with Bing and with uh, the uh, Bard. And uh, I've been looking at trading my car in. So I was curious as to what were the average sale prices for used cars like mine, and what was the average trade-in price of these. And I went to both services and I asked them. I asked that question, what is the average trade-in value on a car like mine? And I gave it the year and the model of the car. And son of a gun, if in about 30 seconds it didn't come back and give me not just a couple of numbers, but actually gave me a very well-worded description of the environment for selling that car and where it got its information. And it gave me a range of numbers and son of a gun, if, uh, you know, talking to the dealer, the, the number that they told me was right about in the middle of the range that I got from these services. Now, according to Microsoft and Google, what they have done is to take the same kind of thing that you see with ChatGBT, but tie it in with the ability to search the Internet. So that what happened in my case was it went out and did a search of different websites on the Internet, found the information in those websites, pulled the information out of those websites, put it together in an English language description to me, and gave it back to me. Now, I thought the description I got from Bard at Google was better than the one I got from Microsoft, but Microsoft's was a little bit faster, and it did give me all the information I was looking for. So how do we know if, the, if where it pulled information from was current? Uh, what they do is they not only pull the information and uh, build a, a response for you, but they give you links to the information that they used. Oh, gotcha. So you are welcome to go look at those links yourself and make sure that the software uh, processed them correctly. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing inside of this, though, is you know that uh, Apple's developer conference for iOS 17 uh, and their new software for, uh, I don't know whatever Ventura's next version is, uh, so Mac OS 14, uh, is coming up here starting the uh, first week of June. And a lot of speculation is going on that Apple is going to say something about Siri and artificial intelligence. Tim Cook is playing that down. He's been asked several times, and he says, we're not quite ready to get into this yet. Right. Uh, is his answer and everybody says Tim you're already way behind the eight <laughs> ball and if you don't get into it right now uh, people are going to go look for alternatives so you better better get into it right now so we'll we'll see what happens there but I, I think it's the the kind of thing that we're seeing at Microsoft and Google right now where it's being able to go out look at the pages on the internet 
instead of just giving you a reference to them and give you a composite piece of information coming back. Now you still have to, to take that with a grain of salt because you don't know that it correctly interpreted the writing, that it didn't find false information out on the internet that it's reporting on, uh, and so forth. So, um, you know, that we still have those kind of problems to deal with. But it's putting the stuff together in a form that you don't have to go look at 25 different web pages and try to analyze it all yourself. It's pretty handy. It's pretty handy. I've played around with a little bit asking. I use Chat GPT and I ask it to create a story and gave them some parameters and spit out a story, which was, which was decent. Mm-hmm. And then I just uh, gave them another, uh, I said, well, let's make it more sinister. And it just, well, within that, they had people stabbing each other. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing, is that it can do those kind of things for you. You can ask it to write a fiction story for you or something like that. Um, but, you know, when you look at it from the standpoint of what's really practical in there. Right. Okay, so if I was in school, I could impress my teacher, and of course the teacher's going to say, you didn't write didn't that. Write <laughs> <laughs> I've seen what you've written earlier this yeah. semester, and that ain't it. <laughs> yeah, you really progressed in yeah. the last week. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, you know, yeah, you can do a lot of things like that. And I've, I've seen some people that uh, do uh, YouTube videos saying that one of the things they've started to do is ask it for uh, suggestions on the uh, order of things and what things should be presented to cover a particular topic in their YouTube videos. And they're getting some pretty helpful information out of that, but it, it's just kind of a suggestion. And so I think we've got a long way to go with uh, a truly general AI. Well, I, I sure hope that Apple does look into their you know, Siri, because Siri is so far behind Alexa, you know, it's always has been behind Alexa. So the, the commands that you can get out of Alexa far outweighs what you can get through Siri right now, currently anyway. Yeah, but that, that doesn't actually bother me. You know why? Because you don't have Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. No, uh, the, the, the thing that I'm looking at with Siri is I don't want to carry on a conversation with Siri. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pour out my uh, most intimate uh, secrets <laughs> to Siri and have it tell me I'm a terrible person. What, what I want to do is, or I don't, don't need a joke of the week either. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can come up with my own bad jokes. Uh, but the, the thing that I want is for Siri to be able to do things on my phone or on my iPad or on my Mac for me that I don't have to do. So, uh, you know, if I want to take a trip someplace, if I could tell Siri to go and book tickets for me and the fact that in the past I booked tickets with Travelocity, mm-hmm. you know, right. uh, then it says, oh, okay, you, you got an account with Travelocity. I'll go log into your account of Travelocity. I know what, to, what your preferences are for seats and uh, times and things like that. I'll go book the trips for you and here's, here's your trips. Right. In other words, the kind of thing that you would say to an assistant or a secretary and say, handle it, handle it. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, this idea of having something that I can sit and chat with instead of uh, another human being is not high on my list. But being able to go in and, and say to uh, Siri, hey, uh, you know, uh, I need you to schedule some time for me out in September for something that's going on and have Siri be able to figure out when to schedule that time, what kind of time it's going to take, and, and that kind of stuff. Look up some of the details on that. 
Well, I know the thing that, that drives me crazy because I'll ask Siri, like, what is the University of Louisville's football schedule for 2023? And it says, here's some websites nice. associated yes. with that. Yes. Instead of just spitting out the yeah. schedule. And that's, that's it exactly. And that's what you're starting to see with the Microsoft and Google solutions, uh, you know, Bing and, and Bard. Uh, you're seeing that it actually comes back and gives you the schedule because it went out and looked that data up. And uh, that's the thing that needs to happen. So the idea of being able to get the answer that you're looking for, but also to control the phone. Uh, I have a friend who's blind, and one of his biggest problems is uh, when the phone rings, uh, being able to answer it. And supposedly you're supposed to be able to ask Siri to answer the phone, and it doesn't always work for him, mm -hmm. and he doesn't know where on the screen to touch, and so he basically uh, has to find out uh, after the other person hung up who it was that called him and call him back. They can ask Siri to make a call for him, but right. that's a, a different scenario. Sure. So there, there's a lot of those kind of things that I think would be a whole lot better. Well, there's certainly a lot of interesting things coming down the pike, and it's only going to get it's only going to get uh, more complex as we get into things. I mean, not for us. I mean, the the systems that we use and the artificial intelligence that you know it's going to get more complex and it's going to make it easier for us hopefully um but so that's my take um what about well i'll just throw this right here to, to wind it up how do you think this affects our membership that's a really uh, tough question to answer um i think there's two issues coming here one of them is that uh, a trust issue appears uh, to be a problem with a lot of our members they don't really understand what's going on so you say go click on this button and well i don't know what that button does and and should i click on it or not right. i had a discussion with somebody this morning about that kind of thing and understanding what the button was really all about uh, they don't have the background to understand what their what the button is so they're they're not comfortable pushing it so would they be comfortable asking siri to do something for them without understanding what siri is going to do that's that's one of the biggest problems right there. Right. Uh, and then actually being able to uh, know how to go about asking Siri. So the better at natural language that Siri gets and understanding the context and so forth, the better off that's going to be. Uh, but I, I think that especially for anyone that is, uh, is older and has not had the experience of working with these kind of systems as a, a younger person in the office and so forth, is going to find it very difficult to trust sure. any kind of automated system. That is uh, that is a uh, number one issue is is trust with the uh, with the devices we have. I, I I know that myself. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that. And the one other thing, though, that we may want to consider as a society is who is it that is saying that the information being provided by a system is correct and right. valid. And uh, if you think about it, if you are a doctor, you go through medical school, but before you can practice, you have to go in front of a board and prove that you have the appropriate knowledge. So where's the board that's checking the artificial intelligence software? If you're a lawyer, you have to go by the, through the bar process in a local community before you are allowed to practice law in that community. So again, who's the equivalent of the, the bar association that is vetting the software to say the software performs correctly. Right. Yeah, good point. Well, I think that'll about do it for today, Ted. I just want, Chet, I want to uh, remind everybody that the help sessions, they do not stop there in the summer. We will not have any meetings in June, July, or August, but we're still 
located right here in the penthouse at the 2020 <laughs> Club up in the culinary room. Um, <coughs> excuse, <coughs> excuse me, Mondays and Thursdays from 9 to 11. So, got any issues, come by and see us. So, Chet, I hope you have a great day, and I think we'll call it a day. All right, sounds good to me, Gary. Goodbye, Chet. Goodbye, Gary. <laughs> Thank you.